It's a residency at the House of M's. This is Triple M Nights with Dave Gleeson. Well, this band started in a little town called Finlay in New South Wales in the Riverina area, uh, a three-piece. Uh, early 90s they kicked off and they went on to become one of Australia's most loved bands, playing all the big festivals, bringing out a bunch of hugely acclaimed albums, and they're back with a brand new album. The album's called Sounds in the Key of J. The band's Spider Bait, and right now I've got their drummer and co-singer, Cram, on the line. Cram, how are you, mate? Good, man. How you doing? I'm very well. How's the last week gone since you've uh, released your brand new record? Uh, it's pretty sick. Yeah? Like, we're pretty stoked. Um, um, yeah, it's been a trip and it's just, just beautiful to kind of celebrate Janet's legacy, I guess. She's pretty uncomfortable in the limelight, but <laughs> we just really wanted to, you know, pay tribute to our dearest friend. So it's been good, man. Thanks. Excellent, mate. Yeah, I, I, I bet your fans were absolutely jumping out of their skin to hear something new from you guys. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a while. Um, yeah, we I, I, we're going to do a whole new record soon. We're on the way of writing it at the moment, so this has been a nice sort of thing between the two. And the label's been so good; it's 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 feeling really great, man. I know there's a lot. I was just saying to a mate, everything in the world is either really f- or really fantastic at the moment. There's not much <laughs> in between, brother. <laughs> Unreal, mate. Yeah, yeah you, I mean, it must because being in a band, you're you're constantly looking forward, aren't you? And we, you, 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 it's not like you sit around going, "Oh, what about those amazing things that we did?" But it is nice now and again to to you know have a bit of time to to get a bit uh, retrospective and look at some of the uh, the, the songs yeah. that may not have made it to other records. Well, it's I think also, Dave, like you would know. I mean, uh, it's just that thing of like I think as you get older, you you kind of get more comfortable with yourself. One of the great things about being a musician is that there's one thing in the world that you love more than anything and that's music it mm. sets you free brother and it just um if you look at like look at artists like leonard cohen his last tour before he died people said that's the greatest gig they'd ever seen yeah. just one of the all-time legends and it's something that you can devote your whole life to listening to to creating to going to see and it's a beautiful community and i think as you get older you start to look back on your earlier career and think about that time. Cause I was super competitive when I was young and our band was first got signed and we were really, you know, really pumped and just wanting to do the best you could. And sometimes you could miss things yeah. um, along the way. And so if you look back like for essentially a collection like this, just looking back at some of these songs, it, it makes me feel very sentimental and also really proud of some of the work that we did and particularly at Janet. So, I think it's kind of good. I mean, you know, there's a lot of ca- cases like that where you have bands like The Oils and, and Paul Kelly and Nick Cave and there's, it's not necessarily how old you are, that, that the quality of music that you're making. It's just that you're sort of doing it and trying to express yourself and doing it what you love. And I think for us personally, we're really lucky. We're about to go on the Groove and the Moo tour, which is really great. All after the festivals we play are always massive. So it's just it's just good to do it and we all grew up together and, I don't know, man. It's like Christmas Day every day for us. Yeah. One of those good ones, not one of those crap ones. <laughs> the so, crap yeah, ones. It's, it's, it's beautiful. And speaking of growing up together, I mean, you're one of those rare bands. Well, I was speaking to uh, Phil from Grinspoon last week, and he's yeah. in the same boat. That have been able to keep yeah. the three original people, as you say. You, you didn't. You weren't even in a band at first. You were just hanging around, hanging out at school and stuff. Yeah. And uh, to be still here, 25 years on, it's very. It's, it's a huge achievement, mate. Thanks a lot, bro. And I, I know. Um, it's one of those things like get to know a lot of other bands over the years and there's something always really special about that original lineup and it really there's a whole number of reasons why it can happen and obviously 
the worst one is if someone's sadly not here anymore mm. and and um, other times it can be you break up because someone wants to do something different there's arguments not every band gets on really well especially if you if you make it big it can freak some some relationships out sure but we've all we've always had this great um comradeship amongst us and i think it's because we're all from the same town we all have the same sense of humor i mean if you were if you were to come into a, one of our a band room before we played to you know thousands of people, we'd probably just talking about old stories from Finley when we used to grow <laughs> yes. up. It's kind of, and people are like, aren't you? Don't you should be preparing for the thousands of people you're about to play to? And we're like, no, nah, you can't really prepare for that. It's, <laughs> it's, like, like, it's like a surprise party. You just got to go for it and, <laughs> and and just do it. So, and we worked out this a few years ago. This this was actually our therapy. I know we've played a lot of other different bands over the years who have their ritual, and our ritual is just this sort of sense of just being casual and. Just, but once we cross the line, it's just drag racing all the way, brother. You know, awesome. it's just, um, it's super, super exciting and inspiring to do it, and also to do it together. It's, um, it's a, it really is a, a bit of a trip. So yeah, it's awesome. Now back to Janet English, who uh, is an yeah. amazing bass player and songwriter. I mean, she's written Hot Water and Milk and Glock and Pop and Stevie. Um, yeah. But that you've got a double album of her pop genius. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like I keep saying it's like a it's like a solo double album, solo album from within the context of a band. So, <laughs> and when I when I sort of put this together because I did the track listing, I really wanted to not repeat any two albums in a row. So it's basically a way of sort of I guess rebooting her back catalogue. But because she was a painter before she was a musician, me and Whit used used to play in the backyard in Finley, drive our neighbours crazy. And um, she was a painter, she, but she loved music. And we said, oh, we need a bass player. You know, we're all like 19. And she's like, oh, okay, I'll give it a go. And we're like, can you play bass? Can you just learn it? And, and then who, know, who knew then that she'd become this incredible musician and this really amazing singer? And it's one of the things I love about bands is bands are a group of friends and some everyone has their own flavor. Everyone has their own, um, you know, vibe like mm. a group of mates does. It's not – it's the, you know – it's it's the difference between Beatles, the Beatles and Elvis. You know, the solo artist is like, wow, you're amazing, you're incredible, but not everyone in a band gets that sort of accolade. That's sure. the whole, that's the collective that that has that. And um and getting her in was just like so beautiful. So when we look back at these sort of tunes, it's like, I just said to her when we were doing, and I said, imagine if it's like one of those those books about a famous painter, and if you want to get the definitive collection of their work, you buy this book. And that's what I want this record to be. It's essentially the de- definitive collection of Janet's work over the past many years, and, and I'm stoked that it's um, that it's here. And of course, um, she didn't come and say, "Guys, guys, I've got this amazing idea. What about your highlight no, of my songs?" She would never do that, mate. <laughs> no way. That's what. That's kind of one of the coolest things about it is that she's she's reluctant to be in the limelight, and we sort of had to drag her kicking and screaming to do it. But um, but I just she's really happy about it now, and. It's in that era. I always see this sort of her and Adelita, two great yeah. friends and and um, comrades. And we've played with Magic Dirt so many times. And it's like to me, they're like the sun and the moon of that era. And there wasn't as many amazing women. I mean, there was a lot of great, incredible women around that that time. But now it's just so many amazing uh, women in in the business and doing such great work. And I think Janet particularly felt a little isolated in what was a pretty blokey time. And so that's it's sort of part of that too. Just as I was look, looking through the lyrics, um, I really learned, you know, when you know someone your whole life and then you keep learning stuff about them, mm. it's like, and you read their lyrics and you're just like, oh, you were feeling kind of really, it's a weird mixture of joy and kind of 
feeling isolated and kind of feeling, you know, it's strange how you can learn stuff from that. So I'm just really proud of her, mate. You know, Unreal. she's a legend. And, um, and no, there's no bigger fans of Janet than me and Wit, so it's beautiful. Well, that's great. I mean, to have a gang like you guys, and I'm sure you're just like a family. Um, and yeah. as you said, you're getting off on the Splendenda in the Grass uh, tour quite soon. Front of big crowds. It'll be an absolute joyous uh, thing, won't it? It's really exciting. Um, we haven't played Groove in the Moo for, uh, you know, oh, ages. Sorry, Groove in so the Moo, not Splendor. Yeah, we're really, really pumped in to do that and um, and then we're going to do our own tour which will be the Key of J tour as well which we'll announce later on but yeah it's it's going to be sick like we uh, there's another we're doing another festival with Skeggs and um, a few other bands the, the Rubens as well later in the year so those sort of gigs they just I don't know I just get crazy it's so exciting <laughs> I mean how could you not you know and it's, you know, it's like bro it's like so yeah, but the, the the Key of J tour will be a really interesting one because we're going to approach it essentially just from from the work of her, so from Janet's stuff. So that'll be cool. But if I can survive Groove in the Moo, we'll get onto that one. It's going to be pretty nuts, brother. <laughs> oh, well, cool. At least you can sit back yeah. and and give your vocals a bit of a rest while Janet uh, yeah, Janet takes it all. Yeah, it'll be sweet. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just I'm just really happy that the reaction to the record has been so great and to the new song because. Um, the single is essentially uh, a rediscovered song that we forgot that we even had, and it was uh, from an, a much early, from an early record of ours. And we liked it, obviously, and we put it on the record. It was actually the label who said, "Look, everyone in the labels loves this song. We want to release it as the first single, and because it is unreleased, no one's ever heard it before." We're like, "Oh, cool! That sounds great." And the reaction to that song has been so great. So it's just, um, yeah, it's really nice, bro. We're really tripping on it. It's awesome. And and that's another thing that the song's Mike Car's UFO. Yeah. Um, and that's another while you're doing this stuff and you're recording and recording and releasing and it's very possible and easy for great songs to just get go by the wayside just because they fall yeah. out of your, your mind exactly and I think it's like it's weird like sometimes you I don't know if you guys ever had this but it's like this thing where you sort of sometimes it takes a bit of time for you to sort of um appreciate a song in a way yeah. and i didn't necessarily feel like that with this but it was like a beautiful discovery so in a way i'm really i did an interview earlier today where it was like oh how could you have left that off the record i'm so and i basically said i'm so, i'm really glad we did because now we can release it now and it almost seems a strange fate yeah and yep. i do believe sometimes the footy gods give us what we deserve <laughs> and it's sort of almost a vibe where this is this is the right time this has all sort of happened for a reason so i i'm, I'm actually much happier that we're releasing the song now and it sounds so fresh and it's like it could basically was recorded this year. So it's so trippy how something that was done such a long time ago can still sound relevant and fresh in a way, which is a trip for us. Well, excellent, mate. Along with uh, many other Aussie music fans, we're stoked to see Spiderbait back and doing what they do best. And obviously the, the album sounds in the key of J. It's a double album. You can get it right now and we'll be looking forward to some uh, more new Spiderbait next year. Thanks, mate. All the best. Cheers, heaps. Cheers, Cram. Thanks, mate.